0: Uh, the Bill Michaels show. Glad you're with us. Glad you're with us. Welcome in today. Badgers get to win over the weekend and uh, it just I it was funny because it was like it was supposed to be some 90 to nothing blowout in some people's minds and I thought was a, that was a little ridiculous and uh but in the grand scheme of things you take the win it's good film as we talked about earlier it is an opportunity to kind of correct a few things that you may find uh erroneous if you're a coach but all in all not a bad way to go for the wisconsin badgers to talk more about it from wozn the sports director out there at the zone in madison our flagship station zach heilprint in the house zach how you doing pal doing good so the game overall
1: just your consensus opinion some good some bad 38 uh, to nothing's 38 to nothing, 38 to nothing. Uh, really good from grand mertz really good uh, signs i should say from grand mertz maybe not you have to at least factor in the opponent a little bit but yeah good signs for the passing game braylon allen still pretty good defense had some miscues but uh, they happened against illinois state so they don't matter you can fix them and, and clean them up and be ready for for saturday overall a lot of positive, and, uh, you know, you can fix the negatives that were there. There wasn't anything that stood out said, oh, my gosh, they're not going to be able to fix this. This is going to be who they are all year. I think there's plenty of things to to improve on, but most of them are, are things you can actually improve on.
0: So I thought, and I said this at the beginning of the show, I thought Graham Mertz did a magnificent job in just managing the game. He didn't make – and that's a positive. He didn't make mistakes, didn't throw into bad coverage situations. Uh, just did what was right and made good decisions. Do you see it that way? I do. I mean, I look at every one of his the sixteen throws that he made.
1: I don't think you could point anyone out and say that's a bad decision or that was a bad throw. Like there's not there's not a single one there. It's just not the two incompletions. One was a drop. Uh, one of three plays that they got in the first quarter because uh, the defense couldn't uh, get out the field through some of their own fault uh, with some of the uh, personal fouls that were or were not, depending on your point of view. But Graham, every one of Graham's uh, throws were right where they needed to be for a guy to make a play. And on 14 of them, they did. And so, yeah, I mean, there weren't any bad mistakes. Um, I just, I have to just caution, though, is he went 14 for 17 against Eastern Michigan last year um, Mm -hmm. in the second game. So, again, competition is important to at least note uh, while doing this. That said, a lot, a lot of positive things.
0: Braylon Allen, uh, we all know, ran for, you know, 148 yards and a couple of touchdowns. But I also thought, not only did he create at times his own hole, I thought the offensive line played better in this contest than some of the uh, some of the play we had seen last year. Agree there?
1: Yeah, I would agree. I, I think it really stood out the, the run game. You know, outside of Braylon's ninety-six yarder, and um, it was a fantastic play, and the hole was huge. <laughs> as you know, when, when he eventually, eventually when he found it, um, you know, they I think they averaged about four yards a carry. So the run game wasn't as dominant, though. I think there's there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, the one thing that was impressive was Graham was barely touched on Saturday. Right. O- outside of one mistake, and, and Graham kind of took the blame for it, said he should have made clear that Braylon Allen should have been out there or should have uh, he should have communicated that there was going to be a guy coming off the side uh, and made sure that Braylon saw it. Outside of that, the, the pocket that Graham threw, th- threw from was pretty darn good. And when he has time to throw, I think we saw it at times last year, he could be a pretty effective quarterback. And I think if all, the, all all of what the offensive line did the other night – Pass protection was probably the best thing.
0: The uh, 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 the seventy four yard pass that uh, was thrown from you know Graham Mertz to, is a DK. It is Jim Ray DK. Yep. DK. I just want to make sure I get that correct. Yeah. Uh, because people say, well, you take out the couple of big plays. You, you can't take out the no. couple of big plays. They those, those plays were made. Those if there was just one play in the entire game that gave them a score, and the rest of the time they were completely shut down, you could look at it and say, oh, okay, it wasn't impressive. But they had numerous plays in this game that you could point to and say, you know what, those were pretty solid plays. They had a 16-yard run, a 15-yard run, 74-yard pass play, 19-yard pass play, 14-yard pass. I mean, they were pretty consistent in making big plays and picking up first downs.
1: Yeah, the, the 74-yarder is the one that I think a lot of people will point to because it was different. It was a play that was not in their playbook last year. According to guy, we asked, we talked to the guys afterwards. Chimray said it was not a play that was in the playbook. You have this, you know, uh, this, you know, fake play action toss to the right, be able to come back, get everyone going one way, pass the other side, and it's wide open. And when you have a running game like Wisconsin does, and they're in an a defense is so focused on it, you can hit play, you can hit guys with that, and they just didn't take advantage of that nearly enough last year. This, I think, was a Bobby Ingram uh, addition to the playbook. And I don't think it's going to be the, uh, the last one. We, I, you know, asked Graham Mertz that. I'm like, this was a little bit of a wrinkle to the, to the, uh, the playbook. And he said, "Yeah, we've got a couple more coming. So th- this was, I think, that play of all the plays that we saw the other night, that was Bobby Ingram's, I think, uh, the, the, the visual addition of Bobby Ingram to that coaching staff was him uh, seeing that and, and taking advantage of a situation that Wisconsin hasn't done a very good job of the last two years.
0: Now the Illinois State Redbirds, no, good, no juggernaut by any no. stretch of the imagination. So, what do you take away defensively, other than the fact that you did exactly what you're supposed to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think if you're going to take issue with anything defensively, it was some of the the early pass plays down the field uh, on first down. They I mean, they had a, hit at least three or four on first down, uh, big pass plays down the side, down the side of the, as uh, to say, down the sideline. Um, it's not that the coverage was bad there were some really good plays by um, Zach Anikstad and and some of the wide receivers. Now they're going to face much better quarterback and much better receivers very, very soon, probably eh, this week, obviously, but coming uh, September 24th, that would be my only concern, but it's not like the coverage was bad. They were, they were there. The other team made some, some good plays and, and you know, some of the balls were thrown really, really well. I love them getting after the quarterback. They, they got after Zach Anikstad a bunch um, kind of, you know uh, shot themselves in the foot with some of the personal fouls early in the game that allowed you know uh, Illinois State to stay on the field and uh, have such a huge advantage time possession wise early in the game but overall how many of those guys were making their first start how many of those guys were playing extensive minutes for the first time a ton and Mm -hmm. I think you're going to have little growing pains but I think overall that defense uh, I'm not backing off my stance that this defense can be um, very 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 good this year.
0: Talking with Zach Halperin, sports director at WOZN, the Zone out in Madison. So a couple of picks. I thought coverage was not only good, but I also thought that pressure had something to do with the picks as well. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that, being able to play up into somebody on the outside, um, that only works, I think, all the time, is if you're able to get after the quarterback. And Wisconsin was able to do that. Specifically, I'm thinking about Preston Zachman's interception. His coverage was right on... He was, he was right up in the guy's face, was able to do that because there was going to be pressure coming off the edge. And so, yeah, what we saw from that, it, it, pressure always helps the secondary. There's, there, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that is the biggest, that's the biggest uh, pass defense in the world. Is a really, really good uh, pass rush because it forced the quarterback to, you know, his hand and, and makes it get the ball out of his hand quicker. And we, we certainly saw that um, on, the, on the Preston Zachman interception.
0: We we don't talk at all hardly about special teams when it comes to the Wisconsin Badgers. Vito Cavaruso, uh, <laughs> give me dude. your thoughts on him as a kicker. That dude, he's a dude, man. He's got his
1: yeah. He's got the biggest leg I've seen in Wisconsin. I don't want to. I actually said that on a podcast um, <laughs> in spring, and I got a a tweet from uh, Vitaly Pasetsky. I don't know if you remember him, uh, Bill. Yeah. He was the kicker for for Wisconsin. Like, and he sent me the, a, a tweet uh with the gif of rodney dangerfield like get no respect around here type of thing right but, that, but no vito calvaruso's leg is as big as anything i've seen and i mean he was hitting from 55 and warm-ups with ease he's i think he's got a 60 something yarder in him at some point this year but yeah the ball just jumps off his foot we he didn't take part in fall camp pretty much at all he was dealing with an injury so we didn't get to see him in fall camp but uh i mean he's it's different it's a, when he kicks the ball compared to everything else every other you know kicker i've seen in wisconsin at least since i've been covering him here the last 10 years it's different
0: nick herbig uh impressed me in the sense that one of his one of his sacks came off of a stunt and he was able to shed a block and then get free um i i like him at linebacker uh i've watched him i i think that obviously being a junior we've seen him kind of uh, grow up so to speak but that being said give me your thoughts on herbig because i thought he had a pretty solid day he's so quick he is so quick, especially, you know, his,
1: I don't know if he's judging the snap count or if he's just that quick. Um, but his ability to make the first move and, and get on the outside shoulder of the, the tackle is so, so quick. And it just it separates him. And, you know, he's not as big as some of the outside linebackers that they've had. You know, I'm thinking like a T.J. Watt. He's not that size of a guy, but he's as quick as anything they've had. And um, he's, he's got some really nice pass rush moves. He was not happy after the game. Uh, he was not happy with their performance whatsoever. I mean, they shut him out. It was their ninth shutout since 2015? Alabama only mm-hmm. Alabama has more. But he was not happy. And he, he specifically mentioned himself, saying missed tackles and um, you know and some some bad reads. Very very um, re- reflective, or I should say, um, self reflective of what he pl- of how he played, and uh, thinks he's got better. and If he does, Wisconsin's in a lot of, in very very good shape. I think he does have better in him. But his ability to get off the ball is just um, is uh, elite in
0: in PJ Flex words. His uh, counterparts Turner, Nameda, uh, those guys uh, also played extremely strong. The linebacking core had a huge day. I mean, I give it up to the guys in the trenches for keeping the offensive linemen pretty much off the linebackers and linebackers able to get home.
1: You look at again that when I was talking about some of the guys making their first starts or playing extensive minutes for the first time. I'm thinking of the inside linebackers, Jordan Turner and Muma Jong-Meta. Both those guys, that was their first start and really their first extensive. I mean, they, both of them played probably more snaps uh, on Saturday than they had their entire career uh, defensively. And, uh, you know, Jim Leonard, you know, shuffled through those guys a little bit. We got to see Jake Cheney. We got to see uh, Tate Grass. But those first two guys, especially Muma, Muma had eight tackles, which was uh, the most on the team. It's a, it's a good group of inside linebackers, but I think we also kind of got a little bit of a, of a uh, I don't want to say a wake-up call of how good Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel were, but it was a little bit. We saw some missed tackles. We saw a little bit uh, slow reaction to, to some plays here and there, and then, you know, Illinois State had some success running early, um, but I think as those guys get settled in, especially Jordan Turner, I think he's got star written all over him.
0: Uh, now up next Washington State they're going to come call in next week 230 kickoff out at Camp Randall what do you expect from Washington State a little bit better competition
1: yeah I watched their game or I should say I watched some of their game on Saturday night late because it was a it was a late game um, and they were playing Idaho they only beat them 24 to 17 actually needed an interception at the goal line um, to stop Idaho from uh, from uh, tying the game there it's a new quarterback it's a new offense they brought a guy in from incarnate or and he brought his quarterback with him cam Ward a guy who a lot of people think have a chance has a chance to be a first round quarterback next year watching their game I didn't see that but he's got a big arm he's got a big arm he was they they didn't necessarily I don't know if they broke out everything but the bigger uh, I think there's a name that other people know Nikia Watson uh, the former Badger running mm-hmm. back, he's out there, had 117 yards, also had a fumble, but he. I, we, we know he's going to come in here motivated. Um, he left on good terms, but he also left because he wasn't getting carries, <laughs> and uh, so I'm sure he'll have a little motivation for him. It's an interesting defense uh, that, that certainly got after Idaho, uh, but Wisconsin's 17-point favorite for a reason. Um, Washington State did not play great uh last week and i think while it is a step up in competition wisconsin's needs to be better i think uh, that 17 number makes sense and it'd be difficult for me to to say that wisconsin won't cover here but again cam ward is gonna is gonna challenge them on the outside i think for sure some of the issues that they had wisconsin did in defending against the pass down the field maybe uh maybe we'll see a challenge out there
0: what what do you uh, think about the return of Hunter Waller? I know he went down with that leg injury, uh, the Badger safety. So is not it good. just going to be a game or two, mm-hmm. or is it going to be longer than that?
1: I think it's going uh, Paul Chris said a bit, which is uh, you know probably saying it's going to be a while. Um, and I think, uh, I certainly think this game and, and probably the next game. I don't know. I mean, he was on crutches afterwards and had his, had mm-hmm. a foot in a boot. Those are not good good things. And the way that Nick Herbig was saying it, because he talked about it after, he said, you know, you know, uh, we won't have. Hunter, all these other guys will step up, and the thing about it is, they went to the transfer portal and uh, and have added, some, you know, Kamoi Law They've got some guys to fill in. Not necessarily, I don't think Hunter Woller level, but they've got some guys that are going to be able to fill in. They they did a lot to to bolster their depth there in the off season, but they're down now two of their top three safeties. If you think about Travion Blaylock, who is out with right. an ACL for the year, it's essentially John Torchio
0: and uh, some guys that they're going to be uh, hoping can step up. Always good, Zach. Good stuff. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again uh, most likely next week after the uh, Badgers get another win, okay? All right. Sounds good, Bill. Thank you. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Zach Heilprint covering the Badgers. WOZN out in Madison, our flagship station. Good stuff there. And, uh, yeah, I had a, I, I, I had a couple people ask me today. They said, did you watch the Badger game? Were you able to? Uh, I didn't watch it live. No, but I watched it again this morning. <laughs> so I got up early. I slept all day yesterday. Yesterday I started watching it, and I fell back asleep. And then I watched uh, pretty much three quarters of it this morning again uh, just to get caught up because I didn't really have a chance over the weekend. It was a completely crazy weekend with uh, being busy with the ride. But but uh, the Badgers going to win. Thanks, for, uh, thanks to Zach for coming on, joining us for a couple of minutes as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley at Stole's Old 109. Uh, good news that Stoley's Hog Alley, they finally had the floor poured for the renovation for the new dining area and they continue to make progress there and i know jeff and alicia were with us this past weekend in spirit they just they're so busy and uh, they're just trying to run two businesses and they're trying to get the second one or the first one actually slowly Hog Alley, up and running and get the renovation done so uh, we missed you this weekend but hey if you're going to support a local business a small business and a, a business of good 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 people. That is our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley Out in Summit, right there in Oconomowoc, or in Watertown, Stole's Old 109. Great people, great places, really good food, and I highly, highly recommend it. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio
2: Network. Welcome
0: back. Phil Michaels Show. Continuing on this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends over there at Four Seasons Island Resort. Get a hold of our girl, Barb. I'm telling you, when the fall colors start to kick in, you still got some time to play some golf. The UTV, ATV trails are open. Do a little fishing off the island. Whatever your heart desires up there in the Northwoods. Or maybe you're going to stop down in Depeche to go. Stop over at Forgotten Fire Winery for a winery tour. So much good stuff still to be had up there. in Pembine, Wisconsin at the... Four Seasons Island Resort. Four Seasons Island Resort, great place, historic place, really cool, everything right there on the island, indoor pool, saunas, you name it, great food in the uh, Diamond Room, nice upstairs lounge, do a little wine tasting or downstairs, whether it's bands or karaoke or whatever it happens to be in the Boundary Waters Bar and Grill. That's, uh, it's just such a fun getaway and a relaxing getaway in the Northwoods. Go to the4seasonswisconsin.com. Get a hold of our girl Barb. And make sure you put in the promo code Michaels 15 BillMichaels15, you get automatically 15% off. That's the way to go. Free, it's for me, but percentages off. Always awesome. Get a hold of our girl Barb, B-A-R-B, at the Four SeasonsWisconsin.com. B-A-R-B at the Four And tell her, hey, I want to come up want to hang out where uh, where we hang which actually we're going to make a trip up there probably in october just to look at the fall colors and enjoy ourselves and they got a lot of great events coming up as well such as a big halloween party so uh check out the four seasons wisconsin.com great stuff uh zadarius smith the former green bay green bay packer he um he you know he obviously uh you know has fond memories here and he talks uh, a little bit about his injury. He talks about what it's going to be like to face his old team. All of that. He sat down with the media uh, a couple of days ago and uh, got into that discussion. Take a listen to the media back and forth with Zadaria Smith now of
3: the Minnesota Vikings. Very excited, man. and can't wait. I've uh, been preparing for this time to come for a while now. So it's finally here and I'm ready.
2: Any extra incentive or anything along those lines? Or? Nah, because they did, ready they for did me. let you go. You know, they technically they
3: did. They did, and I came to the other side. But you know, at the end of the day, it's a game, and you know, we all get to play and do something that we love. And I just can't wait to go against them. my old team. What Aaron Rodgers secrets
2: do Which Aaron Rodgers secrets do you have that you pass
3: along? uh I can't do much passing all right now. You know, everybody's watching. So um, to prepare for him, you know, he's a great quarterback. And uh, hopefully we get a chance to uh, take them down a couple times. Is this been sort of a fresh start
4: for last mm-hmm. month? Not just coming back to injury, but just a
0: new team. Do you feel like any more cutting your steps?
3: Now. Yeah, excited, man. Had a whole year off and uh, now I get an opportunity to go back and do something that I love, man. Um, just happy. Can't wait. Uh, six days away, man. I'm just very excited. Birthday coming up, too, so... Hopefully, we get a dub for my birthday.
2: Have you been exchanging texts with any of your former teammates at all? Or you've been telling them, watch out, I'm coming for you or like that? <laughs> You're trying what? to get a story. Oh, but Yeah, uh, yeah no, nah, I haven't.
3: Uh, I think I did. I did talk to Preston, man. It's all good, man. And we're still brothers, too. Um, but now, like I said, I'm on the other side, man, and can't wait to go uh, compete against them guys. What do you think about
4: the training kind of, that these guys had here, and especially when mm-hmm. like you some of
3: the veterans in terms of reps and preseason and all that? It was great. Uh, it was big for us. We didn't have too many injuries, did we not? That We, we did Um It's good that Coach is bringing something new to the system, uh, showing what he did uh, previously with the Rams, uh, and it really worked. A uh, guy who went and got a Super Bowl, man, I'm trying to learn everything from him. Uh, to better my game but it's been going well man great training cramp and you can see now that I'm healthy so ready to go. Than what
1: you're used to or your
3: other are- oh yeah big difference man I can remember being in uh, Baltimore <laughs> we was going two days man and uh, Green Bay took care of us also but uh, being here is totally different for me and I'm happy and ready.
2: Was it kind of a seamless transition, similar defense? You, you similar, know, yes, sir. A couple of uh, coaches the same. As, did that make it kind of a seamless transition
3: for Yeah, you? it did, and I got a chance to come in early and help the younger guys, man, some stuff that they didn't know. I had the opportunity to coach them up after practice, um, get some extra work, but just all in all, man, all is well, man, and I'm excited and happy to get ready to go play some football. Well, when, you, when you did learn how they were going to
2: mm-hmm. use you and utilize you to yes, around, take advantage of all the
0: different things you can do now you're continuing that role yes sir what was it like to to see that come to fruition and now
3: to to carry it on uh it was a big part of the recruitment uh they told me that when they gave me the phone call for me to come here i was like man you're gonna be the guy who's basically moving around for the defense and helping the younger guys so to come in and step in since day one i've been doing that and trying to be a great leader in my position
4: Seriously, first year in green bay was man mm-hmm. first year as a
3: head coach yep.
4: mm-hmm. same thing here now. Yeah. Head coach. I know. what do you sort of observed and how you know he's taking on
3: that job um, younger coach man all about his players and that's good that you can have that because you know he want to know how his players feel as well um, when you get coaches like that man you build great relationship with your team and with your players and also to be able to Get ready to prepare for a big game, man. We know what coach wanted and know what we got to do to uh, help this team win a football game.
0: There you go. That's Darius Smith talking uh, about this. He's not going to give any fodder. I mean, he still talks to Preston. He still talks to some of the guys. But he is not going to give any kind of fodder to the Green Bay Packers for him to say, hey, I'm coming after you. I'm pissed off. I mean, none of that. None of it. He's he's not doing it. So kudos to him for just being very, you know, upstanding, so to speak, when it comes to um, his, you know, desire to, to beat the Green Bay Packers. So uh, I, I just I, I've always liked Zedarius. I, I can't hide that. I've always liked Zedarius and what he brings and what he represents and such. So I'm uh, I'm a fan of his. But, uh, yeah, he uh, still uh, still excited. Still excited to play Green Bay. It should be a good one up in the U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis this coming weekend. 877 uh, 867 This is from Mark, who says, I think Zedarius is going to be salivating at the thought of playing against a lackluster David Bakhtiari and getting after Aaron Rodgers. And now, again, let me caution you. Nothing has stated that Bakhtiari is definitely the guy. Now, I know Bakhtiari, there were some comments made that he would be the week one starter. He kind of backpedaled a little bit via Twitter, and said, yeah, it's day at a time, you know, between him and Elton Jenkins. Uh, I think Josh Nyman, regardless, if Josh Nyman gets the start, Josh Nyman played really well last year. Is he David Bakhtiari? No, but he played really well and deserves that recognition. I don't think just because Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins are not going to be on the field come Sunday, and that's nothing official, I'm just kind of throwing it out there just because if neither one of those guys are there, I don't have a field day and a feast on Aaron Rodgers. The one good thing I can say is you don't have Zedarius Smith via Anthony Barr bearing down on Aaron Rodgers, he, who's going to slam him into the turf and give him a little extra as he gets him down there to bust up a collarbone. So if he does get to him, I'm not going to expect Zedarius to take Aaron down to the point that there, there's you know injury damage, so to speak. So I guess on one hand that would be good. On the other hand, Zedarius is coming after him. with you, No matter what he says and how diplomatic he is, Let's be honest. If it's your former employer, you got some extra gas going. Now, whether that comes off in just the first quarter or whatever, but you, you're going to have some extra gas. You got some extra pump to your step. Without a doubt, you're going a little extra savage in you. You know what I'm saying? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show.
2: This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Again, uh, for all of our sponsors, our terrific sponsors for the motorcycle ride this past weekend, our friends at Growth Law, who do such a fantastic job protecting bikers' rights, one of the top law firms in the country, and it's right here in our own backyard. Our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway, who, by the way, keep checking out greatlakesdragaway.com, greatlakesdragaway.com. You've got an appearance coming up from the new Hall of Famer, Leroy Butler. Also, Gilbert Brown, the gravedigger, is going to be down there. So, they still have some good things going on. The Rock Complex in Franklin, who was unbelievably gracious to us and put on one hell of a party. Our friends at Alpine Valley, who did a solid job. Also, our friends at Knucklehead. Scott and his staff were just nothing short of fantastic. Thanks to Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend, uh, a huge supporter of the ride. And you got to follow. The Instagram page, Buy Like a Guy with Andy Kane. He's It's fantastic. Also, our friends at Buzzard Billy's out in La Crosse for uh, being a big supporter of veterans and being along for the ride this year, so to speak. Our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino and uh, so much more. And uh, obviously, Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. So a lot of great people, a lot of great sponsors, a lot of great opportunities all to be had. Uh, a s- new segment, new segment we're going to do. Stock up and stock down. We're going to do it normally on Mondays, but since we weren't here yesterday, we'll, uh, from the weekend, stock up and stock down. And Ben, we're at some point we're going to need our own theme song for this segment. You oh, I, I mean? have some some audio in the works. It do is, you?
4: It is falling through the many cracks before it gets to me, but yeah, things are being
0: ironed out. Okay. The, uh, the I'm going to do a few of these things on the stock up side. The Wisconsin Badgers get off to a nice start. They cover the spread. They uh, they played pretty solid. It's a game in which the coaches can look at some film and say, okay, here's some flaws. Here's some things to improve upon. Certainly a lot of positives to discuss. The Wisconsin bet. Stock down. LSU and Brian Kelly. Oh, that's a damn shame. Makes me smile. Stock up. Graham Mertz, who had a good game management day. No bad decisions. Damn near perfect. Uh, one of his uh, incomplete passes, a drop but for the most part did exactly what he was supposed to do. The offensive line kept him protected, but Graham Mertz would stock up. Stock down, and you may be surprised at this. Stock down? I'm going to say Ohio State. Ooh. I'm going to say Ohio State. They, uh, they thought they were going to roll. They did not. Uh, they played well. Their defense stood the test in the second half. They put up fourteen points after being down ten to seven at half. At the, but you're at the shoe. They won a defensive struggle over Notre Dame, but still offensively not impressive. And Stroud does not he he's he's gotta show me a little more. Gotta show me a little more. So we'll see. But uh but Stroud, CJ Stroud has to show me a little more, but stock down would be Ohio State. Stock up. This could be a stock up and stock down in the same sentence. Stock up, Mitch Trubisky, named as the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers, getting new life coming out of Chicago, and we shall see if he ends up being the real deal or not. I don't think he will be, but nevertheless, he is now the starter, named today by Mike Tomlin for the Pittsburgh Steelers which could also lead us into a stock down. If that's the best you've got, you got to figure the Pittsburgh Steelers now, when you talk about Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson both being in the same division, pretty much stock down. And when Deshaun Watson comes back, even as much as I dislike that cat, he's, you know, Mitch Trubisky is the fourth in four teams, the lowest-ranked quarterback in that division by far, by far. Also, the stock up and stock down, you can say it in one fell breath, that is the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes, stock up. They got a win yesterday when everybody else they're chasing lost. Stock down is they're not winning consistent games and they're not winning consistently against teams that are under 500 down the stretch when they need to. They've left too much on the field. So you can do a stock up and stock down, a similarity between those two. So that is kind of my stock up and stock down. Ben, do you have some to go by? Oh, I do.
4: I'm with you, first of all, on Wisconsin. Definitely with you on Mertz. Uh, he looked, if you want to overreact and not just make an observation, he looked different against Illinois State than he did last year in a good way. In terms of LSU, I think we can look at uh, stock down the LSU family, if you will. You want to say that with a southern accent with Brian mm-hmm. Kelly? With LSU
0: down here, family. We're all family in the south.
4: Yeah. Maybe his southern accent is just trending uh, intensely down. Because I he's, he's I don't think man. they're going to be great this year. I don't think they're going to be that bad. Florida State's really strong up front, and they gave them trouble. But Kayshawn Booty, I mentioned it earlier, their All-American receiver, deleted LSU from his Instagram bio. So if you want to read the tea leaves there, <laughs> uh, unhappy. That's how the young kids express their feelings, if you know that wasn't clear sure. already. In terms of Ohio State, I, I'm going go to go the different direction here. I think what I saw made me more scared of them this season because the big change during the off season, they bring in Jim Knowles from Oklahoma state, great defensive coordinator. And last year, like their defense for their standards was pretty bad. It's the reason they lost a bunch of the games. The fact that they held a really good Notre Dame team to 10 points and really suffered And they won it ugly. They suffocated them when they needed to shows me that they can win that way, which they couldn't do last season. And then I think the offense will come around. So I'm higher on Ohio State today than I was before the weekend. My biggest one, though, from Saturday, and I don't know if you watched this game. It was the most beautiful display of football I, maybe I've ever seen. Iowa against South Dakota State. The final score of the ball game was seven to three, uh, mm-hmm. which sounds normal. The thing is, Iowa and South Dakota State both did not score a touchdown. Iowa had a field goal and two safeties. They finished the game with 166 total yards. Their quarterback, Spencer Petras, had a passer rating of 1.1. It was an atrocious display of offensive football. So my stock down in this case is nepotism because uh, Kirk (laughs) Ferentz at the helm there His son is the play caller. He will not get rid of his son, who is, I like anybody watching that game, any Iowa fan, any knower of college football, the first thing they will say when you ask them about Iowa is that they are one of the more atrocious offenses you will ever watch. I don't get it. So nepotism, the fact that he just won't move on from his son. That's my biggest stock down of the
0: weekend. One other stock up, and I I failed to mention this, and I didn't really talk too much in depth about it when we had uh, Zach Halpern on, was John Torchio. He stepped in front of that pass in the end zone, and there was anxiety that was starting to really come across uh, fans of Camp Randall, and that anxiety just was wiped away. So uh, Torchio gets another stock up for me because they rode that momentum uh, all the way to, you know, uh, to, to the victory, so to speak. But there was a little bit of anxiety in that contest up until that point. Uh, so three minutes, 22 seconds apart, swung everything for uh, for the Badgers. Torchio getting it, and then obviously Braylon Allen taking off after the fact, and pretty much uh, they never looked back. But, you know, if I'm going to give out a game ball, that might be – Torchio might be the guy because he kind of changed, um, changed the anxiety, so to speak. And uh, and that's that's, and, you know, then obviously the Badgers go on to victory. So uh, that was another one that I failed to mention, but I wanted to make sure I got in there. But but big, stock up and stock down. Should we do it at the same time every Monday? I think so. Now that we're not off
4: on Mondays moving forward. Uh, noon right. noon on Monday could work quite well.
0: Noon on Monday. Let's see. 1230 on Monday sounds right. All right. Noon is usually that's our big thing. That's big guests. But noon on Mon- 1230 on Mondays. Central time on Mondays, we will do the stock up and stock down and get your thoughts on it as well. And you can also chime in. It's also likely our
4: weekly look at Brian Kelly failing. So uh, I know you will enjoy it. For me... Stock down, can't get any lower. Brian Kelly sucks. (laughs) For me, I might just read the stat line of Iowa's punter every Monday to tell you how bad it is there in Iowa City. Uh, Excellent. On Saturday, 10 punts, 479 yards, two touchbacks, seven inside the 20. His long was 57. Heisman.
0: hmm Excellent. Love it. Love it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Still about an hour and 15 minutes yet to go. And we're going to hear. By the way, uh, we heard from Zedaria Smith just a little while ago. Sammy Watkins and, and Christian Watson. We're gonna hear from both of those guys as well coming up. Stay to and Matt Lafleur. Did you play Matt Lafleur yesterday? No, no, ben, no. That so Matt Lafleur yesterday. spoke yesterday. So we're gonna get into that. We're gonna hear from Matt Lafleur. So we still got a lot left to go. Stay tuned. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin
2: sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are getting ready for Sunday's game against the Vikings in Minnesota. During a light workout yesterday, Elton Jenkins participated. And for the first time, David Bakhtiari ran some eleven on eleven team drills at left tackle, head coach Matt LaFleur. Just really get knock all the rust off, right? Get them reacclimated and you know, just get get some good work. I just think the cumulative effect of having a bonus Monday and then you go Hard Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it can add a lot of load on on the guys, and we want to make sure that they're they're fresh and ready to go for Sunday. Wide receiver Alan Lazard sat out practice with an undisclosed injury. Rookie Christian Watson took some snaps. He had his right knee scoped in June.
0: I feel really good. I definitely feel like I'm in a really good place. Definitely feel like I took advantage of the past uh, you know two weeks that I've that I've been back out there. You know, I'm still trying to go every every single day, and, and obviously you know you know take it one day at a time and prepare you know for this week one. Uh, but I'm definitely excited where I'm at and you know, excited to keep on going. The
2: Vikings made several moves and trades in the past week, including dealing away some draft picks to the Eagles for receiver Jalen Rieger. The Vikings' new head coach, Kevin O'Connell, asked if Rieger, who was once clocked with 4-3 speed, could return punts this week.
4: We're going to give him every opportunity to do that. Jalen's excited about that opportunity. Um, I think he's got some good experience doing that. Obviously, some, some real flashes of, of, of doing that at a high level. We'll get him going from day one today and, and see where he's at going into Green Bay.
2: Rieger on arriving in Minnesota just days before facing the Packers. Leaving
3: automatically from Philly coming here. And, uh, you know, I felt welcome being here because I believe, you know, what's, what's, what's slow is for sure, was fast don't last. So you just take it, you know, take it a day at a time and,
2: you know, whatever happens, happens. That's Vikings receiver Jalen Rieger in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show.
0: Board today, hey, a veteran owned company right here in our own backyard. Our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue, burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. Again, burnpitbbq.com. And whether it's the good sauces, hot sauces, rubs, uh, don't forget, like I said, they're right here in our own backyard, based out of Racine, Wisconsin. The two good guys started the company, like I said, veterans as well. But uh, not only are we support that kind of a company, but it's a really good product. It is really, really good. So uh, check out burnpitbbq.com. That's burnpitbbq.com. Check them out for yourself. Uh, Coming up in the next hour, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur, going to hear from Sammy Watkins, going to hear from Christian Watson, some of the comments uh, coming out of yesterday as well. Uh, This one's from Dave. Dave said, uh, looking forward to the Green Bay Packers season. Got to beat the Minnesota Vikings. You're going to give them a lot of confidence. If you can't, and that could be a team that could be a thorn in the side of the Green Bay Packers. If they get a win over the Packers early, then they gain confidence. You have to put them away. I. No, not. I mean, I get what you're saying because you can play on adrenaline. You can play on emotion. You can feel good about yourself and get your pep in your step, so to speak, early on when it comes to football. Football is different than baseball. However,. Uh, I don't look at this as, because you're almost posing this as a must-win game. And it's not. I mean, you want to win the game, don't get me wrong. And it's a divisional game. You don't want to lose that. But this is not, for the Packers, it's not a must-win game. Maybe if you're looking at it from the Vikings' perspective to say, hey, if we're going to beat, if we're going to win the division, have a legitimate shot, we got to beat the Packers. And if you can't do that, well, then, yeah, I get it. But for the Green Bay Packers, this is a game of look a lot better than you did in Week One last year. Be on more of the same page. Look better. Look like you're ready to go. Be be ready, so to speak. And that, that to me, that's probably the bigger uh, the bigger you know concern. Uh, one note we did not mention, and we should. Um, I have failed to, and shame on me, but uh, over the weekend, uh, Herb Kohler passed away. The executive uh, chairman, Herbert V. Kohler, passed at the age of 83. He had a 61-year career at Kohler Company, admired by many, not only as a guy that, you know, obviously had a tremendous company, but he was a huge personality, and obviously, Put Wisconsin on the map between him and Pete Dye when it came to the PGA, uh, the PGA Championship. Many golf events now here in the state because of. Because of many his accomplishment, accomplishments, contributions. He's going to have a lasting impact. And I knew he was in uh, relatively poor health. But uh, it was a sad day yesterday or the uh, yesterday, not yesterday, but the other day, when... I found out that Herb Kohler had passed. I He was, I, I don't know why, but back in 99 when I first got here, he was a fan and had called me up and asked me uh, to be a part of an opening, and I wasn't able to do it. He couldn't understand why, and it was because of my commitment to the Green Bay Packers. So the next time there was an opportunity, um, I had gone to the opening of the Irish course on the backside of Whistling Straits, and as I'm playing the media opening, so to speak, of the Irish course, over the hill comes this this gentleman in a golf cart with another gentleman and a dog. And I'll never forget, he sought me out. He came over, shook my hand, appreciated what I did, and wanted to know what I thought of this course. And I said, at the time, I said, you know, I think it's it, it's really cool. I said, it's it's a tremendous facility. It's something unlike I've ever seen. And I said, the one thing I would do is keep, if you're going to have golf carts on the course, keep them on the cart path because it's too too beautiful a course to allow people to start running amok through it. And he leaned over in that deep, if you knew Herb Kohler, in that deep voice, and he said, I like the way you think. And from then, that point on, it was like we were friends. And I have always admired him, have always enjoyed him loved to get a chance i talked with him when he had the lpga up at black wolf run but it was a sad day when i found out that he had passed away because he was just truly uh, a very unique and one-of-a-kind guy so it was it's very sad very sad that herb kohler has left us but he left an incredible an incredible imprint uh not only here in the state of wisconsin but in many of our lives And he'll be missed, no doubt. Stay tuned. Got another hour of the Bill Michaels Show yet to go. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.